Are you a lawn care operator who's thinking about adding landscaping services to your business? Well, before you do, there might be a few things you want to consider. All right, welcome to the Checkpoint Podcast, where we help you set and reach new milestones in your service business. My name is Matthew Armstrong, and I'm your host. I'm here with Matt Allen, a.k.a. The Professor. I'm sorry, I didn't even say your your title. Director of Education, Education. a.k.a. The The Professor. Professor. Okay, thankful for you here, bro. All right, on this episode, we're going to have a little friendly debate about whether or not you should expand out of simple lawn care into bigger landscaping services. But before we jump in, this podcast is brought to you by Check. Okay, Check is the business management app that is going to help you get organized and automate your small service business so that you can leave absolutely all of your admin in the field where it belongs. You can actually start your free 14-day trial today at hellocheck.co or just drop down into the show notes and click the link there. Seriously, 14-day free trial, no credit card required, and I think you are going to like it. All right, Matt, we're we're coming at this topic from two very different perspectives. Yes. So for a little bit of background, I'll, I'll tell about me, you tell about sure. you. I used to run a a small lawn care business. I'm talking mow, weed eat, edge, blow, and go. Like that was my bread and butter. Mow, blow, go. Mow, blow, and go. That that was my bread and butter, and I I kept it simple. Yeah. I I would do some leaf cleanups here and there, but as for the most part, over 90% of my business was just mowing. Yeah. I'm coming at this from a different perspective because I tried to start just a simple lawn care business but I quickly transitioned into a full service lawn and landscaping company. We were doing full garden renovation, design work, a little bit of hardscaping, yeah. drainage work, like a lot of French drains and things yeah. like that. We were yeah. we were in it, like deep into it, the full landscaping. Yeah. And, it, and for me, it was it was really hard for me because like there are really strict rules here in Louisiana. Like just to be clear, like this is different for every single state. So you got to do your due diligence on right. that. But for me here in Louisiana, you have to have a landscaping license to be compensated to spread a bag of mulch. Like that's how strict it is. Yeah, so you can le- pull weeds, you can right. cut grass, you can do all that. With you can even do hedge trimming. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, it's like it's really, really strict here. And for me, one of the tensions was that I had I had clients who would ask me to do things that I was not licensed for, so right. I could not legally do them. Now, would other people have done it? Yes, but I, might, for I me, might have done it unlicensed for a couple of years, dude. Might I already know maybe. you did? Maybe. I already maybe. know that you did. But but for me, I'm like. Man, I I knew I at least knew the fines, and I was like, I don't want to pay that high a fine. Like one of the fines is that it's five hundred dollars per day that you are caught caught advertising for services that you're not licensed for. Like that's yeah, that's that is steep. Yeah, that is extremely steep. So, anyways, yeah, and you know, I always wanted to to be able to offer that kind of stuff. So it, it is important to to acknowledge that there's not really a right answer. It's so subjective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. 
So we're not, you know, whenever we are, whenever we're concluding this, our goal is to try to look at this topic from as many angles as we can to help you choose what's right for your business, okay? And anyone who tries to say you're doing it wrong, screw that person, okay? For real. That's like, <laughs> get that trash out of here. Like, yeah, it, it's your business. It's your you're business. In charge. Yeah, they're not your boss. No, that's why you did this, is so you didn't have a boss. That's right. You've got 70 bosses. You're your boss. And they're all old ladies who are trying to tell you how to pick up leaves. And who only Sorry. want to pay you in cash I'm and I'm not check. bitter. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so but we're, we're going to, we, we identified a few categories that yeah. we want to just kind of like take shots at it from different sides. So the first one is like, is focus. Right. Talk, and talk about focus. Yeah. From, I'm going to be a little bit of a negative Nancy here mm, too. Um again right mm. so we're we're taking like opposite sides right. here on, so, on purpose on purpose because i remember just like late nights like two o'clock in the morning putting together bids for clients right like Dang. where it's like no like change these plants i want this like move this garden bed and i'm like you know <laughs> put the kids to bed kiss the wife and I'm like in front of my design software wow. with spreadsheets open. I've got like vendors to call. And Bruh. I'm just like, I am so tired. Yeah. Like, why am I doing this? Right. Like, and I yeah. remember talking to somebody who was like, no, screw that. I don't do any of that. Like, mm. I just cut grass. Mm. And so, like, the grass felt great, especially in those moments. It's like the grass is greener on the other side. Right. right? Like, right. I think. Landscaping is such a like wide field. Yeah. That like you can spread mulch, put flowers down, right. trim hedges, but it also involves like doing sod, planting grass seed, depending on where you live. We're yeah. talking like trimming shrubs, bushes, hardscaping. We got into like design work and then we were like some light irrigation work. Again, yeah. that was like under the table because you have to be licensed here in Louisiana to do irrigation work. Yeah. But I just kept saying yes to people. Yeah. Because it was like, well, if I say like, well, I can do most of this job, but I can't do this other piece over here, you know, and we're talking maybe like a $10,000 job. Yeah. They're going to be like, well, I want to find one contractor who can do everything. Right. And so I ended up saying yes to a lot of stuff. So focus wise, I felt like I just was like spread in so many different directions mm. and I never really got good at anything. Right, mm. like never really optimized for anything, right? Mm. And so I'm looking at these guys who just cut grass, and they're just their businesses are optimized, right? Yeah. Like dialed it's in, so efficient, it's so dialed in, and I never felt dialed in. Like even when we were cutting grass, yeah. it was like not dialed in. Beca so, because you're offering so many other things. Because I was like shuffling equipment around, and like you know we're going to talk about equipment later, but yeah. like. It, the focus wasn't there. It was like three, four days a week. I'm I'm doing installs, and then yeah. trying to like squeeze in all of our grass jobs, which paid the bills. Right. You know when things were light, and so yeah. it was like I couldn't give up cutting grass. So yeah, scattered. Yeah, scattered. But, but the other the other side of that is that, and you said this. I'm just going to do the like kind of the reverse of it is that because I wasn't offering all of those different services, I wasn't as attractive to, to like others. Yeah. And like, I, I wanted to be attracted and not, uh, I want to be attractive to yeah. my clients. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, it's like, I, I felt like, I felt like 
there was I felt like there was a cap on what I could earn yeah. from them. But as I was going about these mowing jobs, I was thinking like I was seeing the dollar signs in upsells everywhere. And I was like, man, I want to be able to do X, Y, Z. And some of those clients would have paid for it. Right. But you know, I'm not, I wasn't licensed. And so like I wanted to be able to diversify and not be as focused at times on, you know, on, on just lawn care, especially whenever, uh, whenever I, f- I started to feel that cap of like, I feel like I could make more money or mm-hmm. I see opportunity yeah, yeah. to make more money. So to me, it felt like a trade off that I kind of wanted to try. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think, yeah, again, it's the grass is greener, right? Like I was yeah. like, what would it be like to just only have grass jobs? Yeah. Now and- I, I will, I know we're trying to, you know, argue opposite sides, but I do need to validate something that you said. Whenever I would load up the trailer, I knew exactly what I was doing. There was like such a low mental requirement for what I was doing. Mm -hmm. It was load up, open up the check app. Yes, for real. (laughs) Anyways, like that, but seriously, like I would just open it up. I'd look at my jobs. I'd hit the route button, go to the first job. That's what I'm talking about. That's that's. that's what I wanted. It was it was very beautiful. It was very simple, especially because like at least my personality, man, I'm trying I'm trying to optimize and dial it in every time. Like I want to get a little better every time. I'm like maybe even tracking my time, seeing like, okay, am I seeing my my effective hourly rate go up? But anyways, it was capped. That's yeah. like that was yeah. my that was and my I, biggest. And I was issue. I was distracted by yeah. the the weight of the organization of like, you know, and I didn't have the check app, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but like moving things around in the schedule, like what equipment do I need today? Yeah. You got to unload, move it around. And <clears throat> I think that's a, that's a probably a good transition into yeah. equipment. Yeah. Which is a second factor that we're like going to like try to. Yeah. Try to so, dissect. so for me, the again, like was so frustrating for me is like, what equipment do I need, mm-hmm. right? So you're always looking at, again, like, okay, you have to almost anticipate the kind of jobs you're going to get okay. and, like, how many jobs am I going to get? Does it justify purchasing a piece of specialty equipment? Right. That specialty equipment is expensive. Like, yeah. I think, like, a lot of the, whether it's just a string trimmer or your push mowers or even your zero yeah. turns yeah. are generally, like, because there's so much more volume, mm-hmm. I think you get a lot more value. You get a lot more equipment for your money. When you get into this some specialty stuff, it gets really expensive, and you're like, "That's all it is." Okay, you know, it doesn't feel like it does a lot for for what you have to pay for it. And so, things like, okay, do I need a sod cutter? Right? Like, do I need to buy one, or yeah. am I just going to rent it? Post hole digger, right? Like, if, how many fences am I going to do, or yeah. am I going to use the post hole digger to plant plant trees, or sure. or like even like those little the stand on like dingo bobcat type things. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was always the trying to like, steers, should yeah. I, yes, yeah, the little mini skid steers. Do I, do I finance one? Like I, I had a point in my business where it's like, I'm going to finance a piece of equipment. Do I finance a stand on zero turn mower or do I finance a stand on like mm. walk behind, you know, bobcat dingo type skid steer thing. And it yeah. was like, you're sitting there either buying equipment or like standing in line at the rental place 
You're just your burning dollars. Crew like, in the truck. Yeah. You know, waiting for you. That's yeah. so well, frustrating. Okay, so I'm going to jump in because to me, whenever I hear specialty equipment, yeah, my mind goes to the higher hourly, hourly rate that I will be able to charge when I have that piece of equipment. Now, again, like... you. I'm not trying to be someone who I'm not trying to portray myself as someone that I'm not like I didn't get to do any of that. Right. So I didn't I didn't interact with that. And so maybe maybe it all washes out like you have to charge a higher rate just to cover equipment, but you're not able to actually pocket as much. Mm-hmm. But to me, like I would see like I'm I'm thinking about people who would do. Wait, do you have to have do you have to have a license here in Louisiana to spread seed? Yeah. You have to. Uh, That's what I thought. Yeah, same. It's it falls it, under the same as sod. Is that the is that the landscaping license yeah. or is that the? It's not a chemical license. No, because they're like the chemical here, license is all you need different. for is for pesticides, herbicides, okay. any of that. Like we, okay. you can do fertilizer so, without a without a chemical license, but you yeah. can't do any like anything that ends in a side. Mm. Pesticide, take herbicide, a, take a side fungicide. Of, side of fries right now. Yeah. Hungry. But for me, whenever I think of that, I think of this specialty piece of equipment will mo- if I'm if I'm booking the right jobs, is going to pay for itself so quickly. Or and or the if I'm renting it, I'm able to get a significantly higher hourly rate. I think of the I think of the people who are doing like aeration and overseeding and and stuff like that yeah and you know i've i've followed enough of them to just know that like they're making absurd money whenever they do that and yeah. so to me i'm just like okay that would be again I, i'm just seeing like higher hourly rates and yeah stuff you like definitely that. But have I know to it's more account co- for it right yeah. so like i would have to put in like okay if i'm gonna rent a piece of equipment i have to add in that number of hours onto the cost of the job Fair. yeah sure. um and so then you end up in a situation where, you know, I would price myself out of jobs. It's the same as lawn care. Like yeah. there's the guys who cut grass for $20 any size yard. And then you've got the guys who do like, I don't know, like a dollar a square foot for sod, right? And you're like, no, like there's, you know, like <laughs> you're not doing it right. You're not yeah. actually taking out, you're not going to give the customer a lawn that's going to last, mm. right? So again, there's there needs to be alignment with how do you, operate uh, we were we were very like high quality yeah. focused and so i had to make sure i had alignment with the right customers yeah because i would drop a price and they'd be like oh somebody else said to do it for half of that and i'm like sure then right like i'm yeah. not you, i'm not budging on this price yeah go with them yeah go with them if they're gonna do it for half and then you can call me later yeah seriously and, they, and, and then i'll pay, fix it <laughs> yeah pay the pay the upcharge um, the so so i think also like where do you stick it all? Like I just had, I had a whole separate enclosed trailer okay. just for like my extra equipment. Okay. Because I didn't want to, I didn't want to do like a storage unit. So I, mm. I mean, you've seen where I live. I've got like a couple driveways. Yeah. Like I've got yeah. an empty lot with a driveway right. next to me. So I kept, I kept it there. Yeah. And so, but you're just like tripping over it. Like, mm. or you do one job in the morning and then you have to go back Ooh, that, and like switch equipment suck. out. Yeah. Yeah. There's just, you if, know, tr- if you have one crew. Yeah, well, we only ever had one crew, so it was like, and then and then you like you maybe forget a piece of equipment, like like you said, you would you would you when you're going out to cut grass, you know exactly what to bring, and there's not a like checklist uh, sort of like I had to have checklist by the job of like what do we make sure need to make sure we have on the truck, and it changes by the job. Yeah, and we would keep a lot more equipment on the on the truck. 
just generally than than I than you would. So even if we were just out cutting grass, like yeah. it wasn't worth taking everything out, you know. So it would be in there, and it was just kind of like in the way. Mm. So yeah. Good, good thoughts. Okay. Well, hey, before I keep going, I want to give a quick plug for the Check app. The Check app automates all your routine admin, such as invoicing, keeps your schedule clean, even sends your clients notifications, helping you look way more professional with no extra work from you. We have a lot of people who are saying that this is making their life significantly easier, which is just really powerful and, ex- and encouraging for me because that's exactly what we're aiming at doing. We want to help it, help you leave all of your ad admin in the field where it belongs because admin sucks we don't want you to have to deal with that let check take care of it for you so look we have a, a real review from jason 34429 Wish I would have read that one on Halloween. Jason. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I found this app through TikTok. Jason says this. I found this app through TikTok. It has been a game changer to my business. Clients love receiving invoices via text messages. It really raises the professionalism of your business. 10 out of 10. Yeah. There's only five stars to give. And And he he gave it 10. He made five more stars. He made five more stars. And gave it 10 stars. That's fantastic. Thanks, Jason. Five-star review. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Jason. Happy that that's working for you. And if you are interested in using Check, you can go to the link in the show notes or hellocheck.co and start your 14-day free trial today. No credit card required. Boom. Back to it. Back to it. Okay, so the next point. So just to recap, we've covered focus. We've covered equipment required. Now let's, let's get into, in my mind, one of the biggest reasons why you expand yeah absolute biggest it's profitability more money in your pocket like mo money that's yes. that's what we're talking about okay so give it give it to me like what do you think yeah yeah so again personal experience going back to focus there's there's connected to this there's a lot of inefficiencies mm. you because we offered such a huge variety of services none of us like me my, myself included and the crew we didn't do enough of those things to get really, really good at it, mm. right? So, you know, I I probably built one to two fences a year, right? Somebody would say, like, okay. we want to do all this work and we want a fence. And I would say, yes, hey, we'll build your, build your fence, right? In hindsight, I probably should have subbed that out. Sure, um, fair. But again, like, subbing stuff out, like, so many phone calls and scheduling your sub Oh, it's so frustrating, right? And then you're you're depending on somebody else's work where it's like right. if I built the fence, you know, myself and my crew, it's like yeah. I can I can stand behind it and I'm not You tr- You can stand behind literally it. stand behind you the fence. You can even stand in front of the fence. Yes. Yes. And the fence contrary, is contrary to popular belief. So we never got really fast at any mm. one thing, if that makes sense. Like it does. So it does. We could. We actually couldn't compete on just straight up like fencing. Okay. We couldn't compete against their companies that just do like sod work. Okay. And we couldn't compete against them on on price because they were so fast <laughs> and so efficient, and their their businesses were so dialed in. Gotcha. We were not. We were generalist, and so I think that was that was one of those things. That was like, man, if we could have just done this faster, I think I spent a lot of money on equipment you know, over the years. And so it's like, you know, where did that money go? I think there's more opportunity for stuff to go wrong. Or if you get stiffed on a payment, 
it's a lot more than just a couple a couple you it's know it's not weeks. a $35 $40 cut it's yeah. like yeah 3500 yeah thousands of dollars yeah. you know yeah. i mean we we required 50% up front if you didn't put down 50% you didn't get on the schedule yeah i see people in you know whether it's on our discord or like in some of the facebook groups that i follow yeah you know you see people talking about getting stiffed on on jobs yes. and it's like well why did you start without right. even money in your right. pocket right to like, even cover the expense like the materials materials like yeah. we didn't even put you on the schedule unless we had the 50 percent down but other fun fact 811 which you have to call if you're yeah, going to dig you right dig. yeah before you dig they don't mark internet because it's not a dangerous thing. And a lot of times they don't even mark what they're supposed to mark. Yeah. They're like, spray can. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then you go and that happened at my house one time. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I don't know, you know, you, then you got to call the cable company and, hey, I cut a, a line and the customer doesn't have internet for, you know, could be a couple of weeks around here because yeah. the internet, cable companies are slow. Internet is um, life. Everyone and so, that. yeah, like you just, it, it, it can go bad really fast. And okay. so there was a lot of maybe uncertainty or anxiety on yeah. the job site when you've got a crew and you've got heavy equipment and you're yeah. digging and you're thinking like, gosh, this could go bad. You right. know, and that's what insurance is for. Yeah. But then it's just a hassle, right? And so, yes, the profitability, like the markup on plants alone, wholesale plants, because you have a horticulture license in Louisiana, you can buy wholesale plants. And then turn around and mark those up 200, 300%. Mm. Like, oh my gosh, I called myself a plant dealer, you know, because it was like, that's where the money was. That, you know, yeah. like really was like, let's hustle plants today, guys. <laughs> that's um, awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, for me, this was like, I, I already touched on it earlier, but I, I have to go back to it. It's just that when I was mowing, like, the most that I would make on average was rough and gro- like gross effective hourly rate right like not taking out expenses i'm not talking about take home i'm talking about just like top line effective hourly rate on average it was probably around 75 dollars mm-hmm. per hour i had some that were like 65 i aimed for 75 yeah. but then i also had some that hit my minimum price that were like I'm making over a hundred, hundred, hundred dollars an hour on, on yeah. some of them, you know, for the 20 minutes that I'm doing it, but they're like <clears throat> sure, tied sure. together anyways. I, you know, but I, I just, I just love the idea again, going back to it is of upselling clients with, with, with services that aren't necessarily too much harder but just have a much larger profit margin like again like i wanted to i wanted to offer mulch to a lot of people i wanted to like i thought it'd be pretty easy and cool to like do different like plant different flowers and like color changes and and stuff like that Mm -hmm. i never had a desire to get into much landscape design but just this the simple stuff that's like easier to easier to perform so i always felt capped so yeah just the ability to upsell charging more for your work i mean just like naturally if you get if you obtain a license for something you can charge more for yeah. for that well i think what's interesting though is like our our target hourly rate was actually closer to 60 dollars an hour it was less than your target hourly rate for cutting grass mm, however we didn't do anything less than a half day of work like I, yes. you know, like that was my, you know, like you have yard minimums. Like yeah. I'm not going to drop the gate for less than this. If we were doing landscaping work, we had a half day minimum. Well, wow. because 
because like let's say if i'm gonna get up there and charge you know close to 100 bucks an hour yeah you know and then i've got you know per person on the job and i've got a crew on there like we would have just priced ourselves out of the market but we weren't driving around Mm -hmm. all day long right and so it was like you show up on the job site and you could many times spend eight hours on the job site and so you're billing for those full eight hours per person on the job yeah and so yes like maybe the effect like the target hourly rate that we were getting was was not as high but we weren't driving around yeah right? we and, were just I, and i'd drive one, yeah one spot and that's also yeah. the approach i took for just even when we we're doing lawn care we did very very few mow blow and go because okay. we were actually a little bit too expensive for that okay um, because of some of our minimums it was like we're not gonna be here unless we're also going to pull weeds mm-hmm. keep your hedges trimmed like we were more of like a gardening service, if you will, than like mobile. Right. Go. We had very, very, we had a couple commercial clients where we would just show up, cut the grass and leave because yeah. commercial, those commercial clients paid better. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, we're kind of closing it out at the, but I, I, I wanted to tell you about this guy who, who I like, who ran a full service company that I really admired from a distance. He started like as a teenager cutting grass, mm-hmm. right? He and his brother, like, before they could drive, cutting grass, right. busting their tails, pulling it down. They're those Shout guys. out to y'all, y'all on the Discord Dude, who are out yes. there, like, 14-year-olds, right. you know, so hustling like, with no truck. They're, like, pulling, you know, pulling the mower down the road and, and doing that deal, and then they start to, like, become, you know, bigger and bigger, way more official, like, way, like, professional beyond their years, yeah. right? And as he as he evolved his business they would start to to let go of the customers that didn't want what they would call like full service yes so we're talking like you are the only way we're taking you on as a customer is if we cut your grass on a weekly basis we are handling all of your mulch we're handling your like your color changes we're trimming your hedges we're we're weeding yes. your flower beds yes. we're to, and it's like they would milk every penny in the best way out of these clients. And it's a very specific type of client, right? Yes. We're talking about people who are a little more affluent, who who like have landscape that is worth keeping up and whatnot. Yeah. But, but I just really admire that because then we've talked about this on other podcasts, like you're dealing with less clients and you're making significantly more revenue from that one yeah. account because it's hard. It's like, it's hard enough to, you know, it, it takes effort to get a client. And so if you, like, I would rather have one client that I'm making $500 a month off of rather than five clients that I'm making $100 a month. Yeah, off we of. had several, we had, there's one area of town up by the lake where we would do like, I think three or four clients Okay. in a day. And that was a full day of work for us. Wow. Wow. Um, because Those, we were yeah. spending, particularly if it was just me and one helper, mm-hmm. as we add, as I added crew members and we had yeah. two or three guys, it would go a lot faster. But yeah, same thing. We're not spending time driving around. Windshield time, that'll kill a lawn care business. It will, especially with helpers. It's just not. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, I think I forgot to say this at the at the front, but I've mentioned it throughout different pieces of our content. Like I had to shut my business down, right? Because uh, it wasn't it was in Baton Rouge and now I live in New Orleans. We moved to this beautiful city of New Orleans. We're in the Crescent City, the Big Easy. Yeah. And so 
going into 2023, as I consider starting back up, I'm asking myself these questions of like, do I want to stick with lawn care or do I want to start to work towards being able to offer different landscaping services, especially with how limited that is or like how restricted it is here in Louisiana. So getting licensed and, and stuff like that. And so what I'm leaning towards, I don't like, I don't want to be the guy who's going out and building fences. Mm-hmm. I don't care to learn a lot of those different new skills. I want to offer services that make sense for my clients that that aren't going to pull me super far out of my wheelhouse because I do want like one of the things that I haven't thought of that that I learned from you during this podcast is just like you offered everything and you're able to sell like massive jobs. Yeah. Like what do you know off the top of your head what was the biggest job you sold? Probably close. I mean, for my comp, yeah, for I did sales mm-hmm. with with another company for a while, and we had a job that was pushing a hundred grand. Yeah, for a some Hollywood guy that had a house. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. here. But for yeah. my personal business, I want to say like around twenty or so, twenty thousand dollars was probably the highest biggest job I did. Yeah, that's that's a lot of it's a lot of cash, man. Like, it's a lot of responsibility. It's a lot of responsibility, and so like I, you know. I, I, I love that, yeah, but like, I don't want to be the person who's like getting pulled super far out of my wheelhouse because, and again, for my context, right? Like, back to what we said at the beginning, mm-hmm. you're the business owner, call the shot. Yeah. Whoever tells you you're doing it wrong, forget that person. Yeah. That person, as far as I'm concerned, has discredited themselves from ever offering business advice. Yeah. So I think, but, I think, in, yeah. My, but in my context, like, my primary focus is on building check like this software company that's helping operators all over the U S and Canada. And so like, that is my primary focus. Sure. Sure. I want to start back up because I, you know, I enjoyed it, but I'm, but I don't want to get so pulled out of the, of the wheelhouse where I'm staying, I'm up at 2 AM bidding all these intricate jobs that, yes. that yes. are, are pulling more of my mental capacity away from my primary focus. Yeah. So I, th- I agree with that. I think if I was going to do it again, I would kind of put some boundaries mm-hmm. around what services I would offer right. and really focus in on on some of the softscaping stuff and try to be a little more firm on what we offered so we would let people kind of dream and dream big mm-hmm. because they're, you know, some high-end clients and they wanted they want kind of this like perfect oasis in their backyard. Right. And that had me chasing down all sorts of random tile and, you know, weird plants. And <laughs> no, like, I'm not I think, interested in that. I think I just, you know, like if I was doing it again, narrow it in yes. so that yeah. I have like just a list of plants that I know everybody, every nursery has. I'm not chasing down, like going to three or four nurseries, trying to get all the plants for this job. Like, yeah. you know, doing it over again, like trying to push plants because at least in Louisiana, the plants are where the money's at. That's big. And, and, you know, I think the, the only thing that I, that might be a little contradictory to what I just, what I just said that I I, I would consider doing is building out a good list of subcontractors that yes. I actually trusted so that if the, if the opportunity was lucrative, I could sell it 
and then sub it and make sure that it upheld, you know, my standards. Yeah. And then still capture some of the upside of that. So yeah, that's my, I think that's fair. That's my only other thought, but that, that allows me again, like you said, I think that's well put, like put up some walls, put up some boundaries to help me, you know, kind of stay in my lane there. Yeah. And if somebody's looking for a full background Oasis change where they want the pool, the fence, yeah. the everything, it's like, well, I'm just not your guy. Right. Right. And that's, and that's okay. Okay. So what's the one thing we want people to take away from this one? I think the one thing to take away from this is like, again, it's like look into yourself and know yourself. <laughs> yeah. I jokingly call it, called it navel gazing the other day is like, understand, understand what, like, where do you want to take your business? Yeah. And, and kind of go there. But also we've said, we've said this over and over again, like looking for those upsells and opportunities to earn more revenue from existing clients mm-hmm. is just in my mind a no-brainer right, right? like it's it's way less work yeah. to increase the amount of revenue you have coming in by earning existing revenue from your yeah. customers so we have a whole podcast about that but, yeah but i think that's the lesson is like take a look at look at your clients and kind of think to yourself like what could i offer them that would let me kind of take a step closer to this and expand what i offer that being said, if you're like, no, I'm fully optimized, yeah, then just continue that optimization. Yeah, yeah, so for sure. That's the advice. That's good. That's good. And also, we'd love to hear kind of what y'all think about this. Like, what we're only two people with two different types of experiences, but there's so much more experience out there. So if there's something that we missed that you think needs to be in this conversation, drop it in our Discord, drop it in the comments. We want to engage with you because, again, our purpose here at Check is to champion you, the operator. And whenever people are kind of making these big decisions about whether it's what equipment do I buy or what services do I offer, we always love to jump in there and try to help people avoid ditches that we have had to deal with in our own personal Literal ditches. Literal ditches. (laughs) Figurative ditches. I got stuck in a ditch one time. Yeah. Anyways. That's what I'm saying. We've all done it. With my mower. Yeah. (laughs) But anyways, yeah, we're here to champion you. So we'd also love for you to let us know, yeah, if there's any way that we can do that better, specifically if there's any type of content that you would like for us to put out, any topics, anything like that. You can drop it in the Discord. You could email us at podcast at hellocheck.co. And before we sign off, I just want to say like, if you've gotten any value from this podcast at all, we would love for you to think of one to two people that you could share this with. Think of someone who's trying to make the decision on what, uh, what services to expand into. Send this podcast to them so that they could hopefully have a few thoughts of their own that would help them make a better decision for their yep. business. Yep. And so we're really thankful for y'all and we'll see y'all in the next one.